0: Welcome to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 36. 36. I am your co-host, Tom Pyle, president of the American Energy Alliance.
1: And I'm the night manager, Mike McKenna.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Another slow news week this week here in the <laughs> nation's capital. <laughs> wow. Not not much going on. Your, your threshold is getting higher. <laughs> Where do we start? I filled both of my tanks. On Sunday, last Sunday. Yeah. Well ahead of the panic. Yeah. We were down to a, about a quarter tank last night in the traverse. And so after I dropped the kids off to swimming, I went and found a place that was only selling premium at that point. Sure, they were they're out reaching, of regular. They're empty out the so premiums. I had to pay a little bit more to uh, fill it up. But uh you know, in my area, we're doing okay. There's a few places that are out, uh, but for the most part, I haven't been panicking. I know in Virginia, and some rural parts of Virginia, there, yeah. they're complaining a little bit more about it. Yeah, so.
1: it's you know the 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 outages are rolling northward along with the pipeline, right? Um, and I think Virginia, at last count, there were about forty forty percent of the stations in Virginia were dry. And that was like two days ago. Um, it it. You know, line's getting packed and has now had about 24 hours start move to north, start moving north just for information purposes. It um, takes about three and a half days for the product to move from Houston to New York, right, to to actually Linden, New Jersey as a terminal point. Um, obviously, it's going to take a little while longer to pack the line and move it along this time and fill terminals along the way. Um, but the world should be back to normal by... Um, Probably Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday next week. Everybody should have uh, plenty of gas. So, you know, two things about this that that's uh, there's a bunch of things. That yeah, there's me. a lot we're going to Th- talk there's about. There's a bunch. Well, we might as well talk about it now. A, yeah, two yeah, two things good. strike me about it. Um, first off, um, part of the problem is is that gas stations were holding light storage, right? Because of the um, decline in demand due to the pandemic, right? Actually, let me amend that. Due to the lockdown, um, gas stations instead of holding eight or ten days' supply, were holding three days of supply. So. Um, it's one more knock-on effect of the lockdown, if you want to think about it that way. Then the other thing that strikes me, and we're never going to get this story, we're going to spend six months listening to members of Congress and members of the administration blather on about how the company should have done this and should have done that should have done the other thing. Because, you know, these guys all could run a complicated piece of energy infrastructure yes, of like a refined product pipeline.
2: It America's is it is finest.
1: It is a... Remarkable technological accomplishment to take this pipeline down and to bring it back and have basically what has been a 10 day hiccup in the process. And the company is going to get no credit for it, but they deserve a lot of credit. The folks who actually run the pipeline have done a really great yes. job by themselves. Yep. By now, themselves.
0: Here's, here's the thing the, the,
1: I mean, don't get me wrong, the government is like, Given speeches and talk to everybody,
3: but yeah. that's it. Let's right? talk,
0: let's talk about a couple of those speeches. Uh, I want to play a clip here from Please. secretary Jenny. Please tell me here we go. Yeah. What is the
3: feasibility of using rail cars to transport fuel into the affected areas? I know that's being looked at. Yeah. Um, the DOT is looking at that. And so we'll have to wait till their analysis is done. Um, these these are not easy solutions because um, there may or may not be the right uh, rail cars. There may not or may not be the deep water ports available for the Jones Act to be able to respond. So this particular area of the country there, this is why we have um, doubled down on ensuring that there's an ability to truck uh, oil in gas in. But it's it's uh, the pipe is the best way to go. And so that's why. um Hopefully, this company, uh, Colonial, will, in fact, uh, be able to restore operations by the end of the week, as they have said.
0: Okay, there's about one thing that she said there that is is remotely accurate, and that is that the pipe is the best way to sure. it. Of course. The rest of it was just this rambling of, like, words and phrases. Here's what I'm noticing about Secretary Jenny. She just constructs sentences with words and phrases, but I don't think she actually, under like... No. Understands what I, she's
1: saying? I'm pretty confident a pipeline's the best way to move ions. <laughs> I, so, I,
0: so and I'm not trying to knock her. It's just if you listen oh, to let that. me,
1: let me let me slow you down. I'm going to knock her right now. I'm going to tell you the one thing she said the day before that pipeline thing, which you know, is it both an awesome lack of self-awareness and a completely accurate statement that pipeline is in fact safest, fastest, best way to do this, right? Day before, she talked about there might be gas shortages. And gasoline shortages, and that people shouldn't hoard. And then right at the tail end of it, she kind of went snarky, um, suburban Karen on us. She was, of course, that wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter to EV drivers, EV owners. And yes, like,
0: the, they've eked that I, phrase I, out and, a couple of times. And
1: I'm thinking to myself, for a major stockholder in Proterra to say that, somebody who's already tangled up in a conflict of interest problem, it's – remarkable that you say that stuff and the press doesn't say what, wait, wait a minute. Wait, you want to talk about that? Let's talk about your, like, elect- let's talk about your ownership and EV. Uh, there's companies. nothing
0: remarkable about the fact that the media isn't, isn't doing I, any level of I, scrutiny I, I, whatsoever on any of these people. And for you to even dream about like, that, dream about that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hope, I hope springs eternal in the yeah. human heart. Now, uh, not to be un- undone on this issue, uh, s- the transportation secretary oh, for, for Peter Paul made a couple of comments as well, and I'll play one of them for you.
3: The fact that this one ransomware attack could take down roughly 45% of the East Coast's uh, fuel supply that we should be building additional pipelines going forward. Well, uh, in this case, this was uh, an issue about how a cyber attack impacted uh, pipelines there. I'm not sure it really speaks to the number or quantity of pipelines or their throughput. I do think it reminds us that we need to make sure that we have the most resilient and flexible infrastructure for the future, especially when it comes to something like energy. Uh, We've now had, uh, uh, you could argue, two major wake-up call experiences, uh, one in Texas uh, and now one here, uh, each with a different cause, but both reminding us uh, about the work that we have to do as a country.
0: Okay. (laughs) That was even better. Because it was a total dodge on the question, do we need more pipelines? Because, of course, there's a particular person in the administration who unilaterally, with the stroke of a pen, canceled a pipeline, which didn't take as much effort, I'm sure, as the hackers uh, to do. It... it, You know, if you're a reporter, you you must just want to follow up and say, so is that a yes or a no? I mean – It doesn't even matter. Right. It, what is even better about it is he pointed out the two incidents – Texas and, and – That and Houston. the world will enjoy more frequently if the Biden administration is remotely successful in advancing their agenda – On the climate issues. I don't think that's – that's not right. It is right. Everyone's going to
1: get in their EVs and drive away, Tom. The EVs that Jennifer Granholm's firm's going to build, they're going to – and everyone's going to be happy. They're going to be happy. And we need to
0: waive the Jones Act, too. So the bottom line here is the administration uh, would desperately – would desperately like this issue to go away. Because it is exposing (laughs) (laughs) a lot – I mean, a lot of vulnerabilities – in their little coalition that they put together to, uh, you know, uh, it, to, to advance it, their, it their... turns out, it
1: turns out that the American public isn't wild about gas shortages. I mean, really, it's, <laughs> and, and you know, it, it's a shocker. the um, The other thing, the other reason they don't want to talk about this, and I want to get into this later, um, this was not a bunch of criminals. This was not a bunch of hackers in Russia, right? This was a state actor. The depth and sophistication of the attack um, makes it pretty clear that it's a state operation, right? Um, And it's clear that, to me at least, it's exceedingly likely that it's the Russians acting specifically in response to Secretary Blinken's trip to Ukraine the week before. And the last thing in the world the administration wants to do is put themselves in a position where they have to do something Right, so long as this is a bunch of hackers, they're just like, hey, it's a bunch of hackers. The company paid the money, you know, the bunch of pirates, and we left the company on our own, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, and that was, by the way, Anne Neuberger, right, the um, deputy over at the National Security Council. That was her almost exact statement. What I just gave you, she said, well, you know, when they were asked about, you know, should the company pay the money, she said, well, it's a private decision of company, you know, not really up to us. They should do what they want. You know, federal government abandoned this company. Um, and abandon by proxy the citizens who rely on this company, and you know through the meaningless conversation, like you just heard from two cabinet secretaries, right, who couldn't answer simple direct questions. Um, it's it's bad. I, I'm going to take a victory lap right this second. May I? You of course. Two weeks ago, I called Pete Biden, and everybody laughed at me.
0: Yeah, I we peak we're, Biden, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we have passed peak Biden. We are now on the downhill having, slide. Definitely not having a, a very good uh, run here. And I and will honestly, fight. I the will. The irony f- of visiting the Carters. Of course,
1: man, that was peak Biden. I'm telling you, I will fight anybody who says that wasn't it, peak. That Biden. will
0: be for those who who it who for those youngins who don't know uh, much about the Carter administration. You're going to hear a lot about it from us older gentlemen. You're not going to hear about it. You're going to live through it. You're going to live through it right now. I mean, I want to, I definitely want to, I think people have to understand that the media, as much as as the left, as much as the the anti sort of everything Trump crowd, will it will pain them. We have not. This is not a coincidence. What's going on in the Middle East right now?
1: No, oh, of course not. I, this is
0: not a coincidence. I mean, you're, what's going on right now?
1: You are like you are running down my list of things to talk about. Can I? Can I knit? Can I knit three things together that people Let, don't see I together? Mean,
0: we've got the three. I'm sure we're both mind melding here. So, so well, please I,
1: I, I'm, go. Th- I'm thinking about three things. Right. One is. We have a slow motion invasion of our southern border, right? Federal, um, federal authorities in all their configurations, right, um, apprehended 178,000 people crossing the border in April. That's the largest number in two decades, right? Give you some sense of how big that is. Um, so we have that, right? Um, we have the colonial thing, which was, like I said, no doubt a state actor. Um, but even if it wasn't, it's a bunch of pirates and they sense weakness. And if it's a state actor, they sense weakness. They're like, I bet you we can do this. It's the single most important piece of energy infrastructure in the country. It, it, I mean, it, there's no doubt about that, right? You could talk about individual power plants, but this pipeline is the single most important it piece is, of an, infrastructure. and when the, the
0: Keystone gets built, it will be arguably It'll one be the of second most. The Nobody's second going to care
1: most. about Keystone because all they do is deliver oil to like place like Oklahoma. Right, this right. delivers gasoline yeah, to, to New
0: York and D.C. To and America, right? right,
1: right. right. Um, so you have that. And then the third thing is you have this Middle East thing, right, going on. And 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 um, for those of you who don't read the news, um, I'm assuming that's probably all of our <laughs> listenership. Uh, the 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 Israelis and um, the Palestinians are trading rocket attacks, drone strikes, and whatnot, um, specifically because the Palestinians sense a weakness in the American presidency. It, Chinese are watching, Iranians are watching, Russians are watching. And, you know, it's the same thing that we had during the Carter administration. If you project weakness, neighborhood
0: bully going to take your lunch money. Okay. So then I want to compound that with the, the one-two gut punch of the fact that people aren't actually actively looking for jobs because they're getting paid pretty well by the federal government, which the administration... Unsuccessfully brushed off. <laughs> and and combine that with the in- interest I mean, rates. It, and it was just You're the... looking at a literally, literally the foundation of a Carter reduction. Sure,
1: man. I mean, the funny thing about that, the administration was okay. I think very highly of these guys, Team Biden. I think they're all professionals. Um, but it was a mistake to send him out to the microphone on this jobs thing, right? Because it made him sound ridiculous hey, our team has no evidence that, you know, the extended unemployment has anything to do with this. You're like, literally, everyone over the age of 18 in this country knows what's going on. Everybody, you know, you look ridiculous. There was, um, there was a writer, I wish I could remember who, somebody wrote an editorial this week, and I said, look, Here's the thing: staying focused is really good, right? The, the Biden guys are focused on. We want to pass the infrastructure thing, and we want to pass the American Families Act, we want to get these tax increases done. Now they're not going to get all any of that done unmolested, but, um, but you know, the problem with being focused on your stuff sometimes is you look like you're out of touch with what the people care about, and gas shortages, problems in the job market, inflation, people getting killed in the Middle East for no apparent purpose. These are all things that Americans care about every day. And, you know, they're wandering around worrying about stuff. Don't make me say climate change, but they're worrying about stuff like that, right? That people are like, eh, okay, whatever. You know, instead of the immediate, they're worrying about the fantasy and the fantastical. Just like the Carter administration everybody should wear cardigans because it's going to get cold. Hey, here's a different idea. Maybe we should find some oil and gas and see how that turns
0: out. So the good news is that um, the, the the teachable moment, the inconvenience of it, obviously, <sighs> is not going to be persistent in this case, but it certainly is a uh, a reminder to Americans about the utter importance of these resources and the infrastructure, if we want to keep using that word... Uh, that transports these resources around. Nobody thinks about any of this stuff until it hurts their pocket, it inconveniences them, their lights are off, or the food in their refrigerator is spoiling because the power has been out for two or three days. It, it, it um, Okay, but It you, you, does you, not bode well for Biden's agenda. It, That's no, for it, sure.
1: it doesn't, right? Anything that makes people think about affordable, available energy probably doesn't help. And if you think about what people have been thinking about for the last week, every family has had the same kind of conversation you had, like, okay, I got to fill my cars up and here's where I'm going and how are the kids, you know, people with adult kids, how are the kids and the grandkids and blah, blah, blah. It made them actually tune into energy for even just for 20 minutes, you know, it... it like you say, teachable moment. I'm tremendously excited about it, even though Larry Cudlow confused the whole world about well, I,
0: was, I was actually gonna play that clip. Oh, please do, please I'm gonna do gonna spare us all. No. I'm gonna spare us all. Cause it was just come on, Larry, please. But but it's funny, I tell you what, you know, ah, he's so great too. And he okay, just, here's the
1: thing. Here's he, the thing. But
0: and, and and this so I will say this. is a bipartisan problem. Of course. These people are so woefully Th- misinformed about
1: energy. I think it was the Washington, wasn't it? The Washington Post who ran a story about, or was it the Times about how this, you know, the threat to the grid. I mean, that was the headline, and I'm just like the the grid, the grid, the grid and the issues, but and the ions and the. But, but and can I the... can I take a step back and make a point about that? That's good because when a guy like Larry Kudlow wants to report on your stuff, that's good. That's helpful. He wants to say, look, this is important. I mean, it would have been more helpful if you he had called, All right. I get, I'm called gonna have somebody. I'm going to play it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play it.
0: Your brow, your brow beated me into it.
2: <laughs> Hold on.
0: Oh, Larry. Oh, Larry.
2: Um, gasoline prices are up about 12 cents in the last week. That's according to uh, AAA. They're the best on that. Um, I think the big issue here with Continental is this is the <laughs> ransomware. They're the ones who were cyber hacked. <laughs> Colonial. If Cottonell can't <laughs> get back into business by Friday, experts tell me all bloody hell is going to break loose. You're talking <laughs> about the electric grid. You're talking about no supplies in the gasoline stations. You could also be talking about uh, schools and banks and law firms and office buildings. They basically have until Friday. We don't know much from colonial. It's kind of an old-style uh, utility and pipeline country, and they ain't saying much. But this is not an easy thing, Sean, and I want to step back for one second here. You've got this ransomware, okay? This is a Russian-backed operation. Make no mistake about it. Again. Okay.
0: On okay. that point, okay. he's right,
1: Larry. Oh, sure, but Larry needs to get better experts, man. I mean, if, that, if those if those sort of his experts, you're telling him, he just it, it, It's
0: the same thing. It's like you you're talking about the electric grid, no supplies, in gas stations, schools, banks, law firms, and cats and, and dogs all these living together. That basically happened until Friday. So what happens, Larry? <laughs> What happens, <laughs> He's... Secretary Jenny? What happens? I mean, the, it's like— You know, the terrible thing it's is— It's just a, a, a combination of words that have no meaning. You, you know, I, okay, so
1: so full partial disclosure. Partial disclosure. I had a conversation with one of the company reps um, deep in the middle of this thing. And I said to him—one of the company officials deep in the middle of this thing. And I said, look, I said, you know, the good news is you know one thing that you didn't know before. And he's like, what? I'm like, you know that the federal government is useless, right? They don't have cyber experts of their own who are going to be able to help you get up. They have nobody who can actually like tell you how to run a pipeline any better than you guys know how. What they're going to do is sit there and make speeches at you until this is all over, and then they're going to investigate you. And I didn't put it together until the Larry Kudlow thing that it's a bipartisan problem, right? Everybody just makes speeches, and nobody is capable of saying – you know, we're going to trust the guys who actually run the pipeline and figure out a way to make it run again. I think the, and, the last guy would have done that. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Because
0: the last guy understands this stuff yeah,
1: instinctively. Well, yeah, I think you're right. You're right. You are totally okay. right that, that, that he would have gotten up and said, you know what, company's doing its thing. You know, we're helping where we can. But the honest truth is, And then it he would what have what been
0: do. pounded and pounced for not doing enough and it, not caring enough it, and blah, it, blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. It's, it's you know, it's... Um, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty grim thing, right, um, that all this word salad by cabinet secretaries and guys who used to be important, and you're just like, yikes. I, to be totally honest with you, if, if we put Rick Perry up or Elaine Chow up, what do you think they'd do? They'd do very much the same I, thing. It wouldn't have been a, a remarkable difference. This I, town I is, agree with This that. town is terrible, yeah. and it's full of terrible people. And remind me. I want terrible, to people, people. Terrible, terrible, terrible people. Terrible people.
0: But the, 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 the one, there's one <laughs> other pipeline that, that uh, should be part of this conversation as well. Let's because see. we had a government official, uh, the president of the United States, cancel a pipeline that was being built, but not completed. First day? Second day. First day. First day. Uh, I had to correct. I had to actually go back and, and, and check that. First day. Then we have a pipeline that uh was in existence and clearly signif- of significant importance that was temporarily shut down by Russian hackers. And there's a third pipeline in the news, and I want to play a, a brief clip here, and we can chat about this a little bit. It makes
3: sense to stop its use until we can bury it and basically in a more protected way under the Straits of Mackinac, as opposed to along the surface, the bottom. That's the head of U of M's water center, Jennifer Reed, speaking about controversial Line 5, the center of a growing dispute between the Whitmer administration and the Canadian energy company, Enbridge. Yesterday, Whitmer vowed to go after the company's profits from oil carried through that section of its pipeline, which travels through northern Wisconsin and Michigan to refineries in Ontario if the company defies her order of shutting Line 5 down by today. Last November, she revoked an easement which allows the pipes to occupy the lake bottom. She's backed by environmentalists and Native tribes who agree aging infrastructure makes Line 5 a threat to the Great Lakes. Reed says a top concern is an oil spill threatening northern Michigan. In a statement to Action News, the company says it will not stop operating unless ordered by a court or regulator. Quote.
0: okay, line five.
1: Yeah, line five. Um, Another Michigan governor. Governor, I'm trying real hard not to say Governor Whitmer is a terrible person. But um, but I'm having trouble with it because she's not just prevented. Um. By Sound policy, although closing line five would be a disaster, right? It's a violation. It's a treaty violation, um, and it's a it's a violation of I, I believe an in international law that specifically gives the Canadians the right to do what they're doing, right? And it, it, telling that the the little media lady there said, ah, "Enbridge, a Canadian company. It's not just a Canadian company. The Canadian government is against closing this line too." They understand that it's a violation of of um promises that were made to them. So I'm a little I'm amazed that, that we're still talking about this, to be honest with you. I eventually a court's gonna tell her to shut up.
0: Yeah. So we have uh this pipeline is in existence that they wanna close down. Yeah,
1: it, it, uh, and it, it, it's not like it's
0: a material pipeline. I mean it's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely it's a big thing, right? It, and then sorry you were going to make another point Uh, no that's all i just i I find it interesting and ironic that if pipes are the way to go then why are all these democrats working so diligently to cancel uh ones that haven't been completed yet or kill ones that are already running it's 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 a mystery
1: tom it's a mystery
0: (laughs) all right (laughs) pipelines (laughs) <laughs> pipeline. Since, since the
1: pipeline industry won't defend itself, we decided we're going to defend it right here on the Unregulated Podcast. Yes. You're
0: welcome. It seems to be a recurring theme, but that's okay. They'll get around eventually. There's some some climate news. A couple of quick hits I'd like to share with, with uh, our listeners. One from Rasmussen Reports. Climate change. Liberal media viewers think we're doomed. Oh, yeah. Is the headline. Yeah. Most viewers of MSNBC and CNN believe climate change could doom mankind to extinction within 100 years, and viewers of those networks are also likely to overestimate the amount of global warming that has already occurred. Uh, yeah, A I... new poll from uh, our friends at Heartland and Rasmussen finds that 54% of likely U.S. voters who say MSNBC is their favorite outlet and 53 of those who say CNN is their favorite believe that if global carbon dioxide emissions continue to increase at a rate comparable to what occurred during the past decades humans would become completely or nearly extinct within 100 years due to climate change by contrast only 25% of fox news viewers believe climate change could make humans extinct within 100 years i'm
1: i'm so i i I can't believe anyone thinks that. Forget, forget, forget what you watch. Whether you're, whether you're part of the twenty five percent dummies at Fox or the what? What was the bigger number? The CNN number? Fifty
0: three percent, or the fifty three four or fifty three, or the fifty three or fifty four
1: percent who are incapable of reading and comprehending what you're reading, um, who watch CNN. There is literally no one on this planet who believes this poses a threat of human extinction. There is no one on this planet, with the possible exception of President Biden, who keeps, in fact, calling it an Essex existential threat and then getting on Marine One and going to Camp David for the weekend.
0: But but the Democrats are the party of science, I, I, I thought. I, it, it, this whole thing is just
1: gone completely insane. I mean, it, it's totally – Deranged, and by that I mean they have completely lost the sense of range on this thing. Okay, it, it, everybody. Another quick hit here. I, that hit would you know that I saw that survey and I read through it and I thought I'm hoping the sample is busted because I just can't believe that that many people believe that stuff, that nonsense. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm gonna leave
0: it at that. We got a lot of show to get to. All right, here's another one from the Washington Examiner by Abby Smith, uh, May twelfth. Left-wing activists demand Democrats exclude nuclear and carbon capture from climate bill. Yeah. Left-wing climate activists are stepping up their opposition to policies from top Dems promoting nuclear energy and carbon capture, signaling a tough debate as the Biden administration advances legislation to curb power sector emissions. Hundreds of environmental and grassroots groups including Friends of the Earth, Center for Biological Diversity, uh, the Indigenous Environmental Network sent a letter to lawmakers calling them to pursue a national standard requiring 100% renewable power by 2030. Yeah, this is
1: um, this is all about the clean energy standard that's embedded in that Clean Future Act, um, but uh, coming out of House Energy and Commerce. And... And here's, here's the fault lines, right? All the nuclear guys are running around telling everybody, hey, we're going to get a production tax credit and we're going to be included in the clean energy standard. And all the carbon capture guys are saying the same thing. Right. And, you know, we're going to – 45Q is going to get extended and, and expanded. And the are going
0: to help us with both of those.
1: Blah, 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 thanks blah. Thanks to clear path and others. You know, th- what they don't understand is, is that the left is never going to take any of that stuff. The left cut its teeth on um, anti-nuclear stuff. And there's no way in hell. Okay, they're not as clueless as the fifty-three percent who think the world's going to end um, because of climate change in the next hundred years. But people who think that, like, the environmental left is going to be okay with letting natural gas plants run, they're pretty close. You know, that that's not going to happen. You know, because that, that's how they view carbon capture. They're like that extends the problem. Um,
0: <laughs> there's a great quote. Gene Sue, Energy Justice Program Director with the Center for Biological Diversity, said there's a prevailing narrative that 100% renewable energy isn't feasible because there isn't the political will to figure out how to get there. Nobody knows exactly how to get there yet because nobody's trying, Sue said. We need to actually try. And how we try is by putting on a very stern deadline as close as possible to now. I agree. <laughs> uh, after after
1: after uh, uh, is it Mr. or Mrs. Sue? Gene. I don't know. It just says Gene. After Ms. Sue, Mr. Sue? Is it Gene with a J? It just says J E A N. It don't okay, l- say Mr. Mrs. or Mrs. And let's assume Ms. After Ms. Sue is done solving the um the the utility problem, maybe she could go down to Colonial and help solve their problem <laughs> I'm too. You uh,
0: These guys <laughs> <laughs> i was like if it's that simple, you should do it. You should start amazing. to build power plants. It's just Absolutely mind-boggling to me that everyone is just as an expert.
1: is an expert, but they don't know anything.
0: It's just, if you left
1: them alone at the controls of a power plant, any power plant, they'd be totally lost.
0: So so much for the uh you know rocks, <laughs> rib rock <laughs> solid alliance between yeah, the progressives you know, and the, the rest great, of the You know the great
1: thing is the swampy Democrats. Part of me thinks that what's going on there. Is that the environmentalists have figured out, okay, this is all going to reconciliation and that clean energy standard's falling out anyhow. Yeah. So we might as well make a big statement about it. Right. But also we we,
0: you know, don't necessarily want
1: Oh, they definitely don't want that stuff. Right. Yeah. And so, and 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 back to your back to one of your side points that I will confirm, right? Doesn't help that guys like Clearpath are polluting their Republican talking points on this issue, right? We're in favor of innovation and blah blah blah, and give the government a bunch of money and pretend like carbon capture is going to happen at scale, and you know all this all this fanciful stuff. I encourage everybody, my weekly reminder, please read my column on Monday. I address all of this fanciful stuff in it, and I don't want to say it's brilliant, but it's pretty good.
0: Pretty good. One more from the Climate Chronicles. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. <laughs> Washington Free Beacon. Kerry admits slave labor fuels China's green energy supply chain. Yeah. Biden administration climate envoy John Kerry admitted before Congress on Wednesday that slave labor plagues the globe's energy chain, potentially complicating the potentially <laughs> complicating. Potentially. You are absolutely correct. It's a problem. Stop right there, Kerry. Said. Stop right there. Stop right there.
1: The 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 question that came up in front of him was what about you know? Is this stuff being built by slave labor? And it, exactly what Kerry said. Just read the first sentence. What you just read to me.
0: You're absolutely correct. It is a problem.
1: Stop right there. Okay, I read this thing about eight times. It's a problem. By it, he means slavery. So. Well, let me finish before, the quote. Before, No, no, no. I want. You, I want to go through this okay. sentence just one more one time. Let's just make this clear. Former Secretary of State, all around Denison of Washington. Identify slavery as, quote, a problem. A problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, because there's one other quote in there
0: I want to talk about. Go ahead. Sorry. Xinjiang province produces some solar panels that we believe in some cases are being produced with forced labor by Uyghurs. That was uh, the the remainder of his quote. We cannot uh, – Representative McCall responded, we cannot sign any climate agreement agreement with the Chinese Communist Party that would perpetuate or is built on the backs of slave labor. Yeah. So, okay,
1: two things, right? One, one, one a trivial a, a, a nattering about messaging, right? Mike McCall runs the China task force in the house. Super smart guy, Texas guy. One of the richest members of the house. He needs to stop calling it slave labor. He needs to call it what it is. These people are not these people are not laborers. They're not giving labor. They're slaves. They are slaves. Um you know, so he should just say, "Look, we can't sign off." You know, solar panels as a result of slavery because it is not a problem; it is a moral challenge of our lives. Right? Um, if, if Secretary Kerry can identify a moral challenge, the second thing is what the Free Beacon left out. What happened immediately after that exchange between McCall and Kerry is that Chris Smith, Congressman from New Jersey, what happened immediately after that is Chris Smith asked Kerry, um, "You know, was he at all concerned about the?" The slavery, right? And the response from Kerry was telling. He said, that's not my lane. Wow. That's exactly what he said. That's not my lane. He said, you know, I'm I'm here to, uh, um, to, to my do— My
0: lane the- is saving the planet. He said, I'm here to other, do— These other things you You're not going to you know- believe
1: this, but exactly, that's exactly what he said. He said, I think, as does the president, that climate change is an essential threat, and my job is to get the Chinese to agree to do something about it. Okay, now, I've— only been in town for 40 years. Um, I have never heard any American public official, anybody taking a paycheck from the United States of America, say anything remotely like that in Congress that, you know what, slavery's not my lane. I don't care about it. What I care about is this climate change thing because it's an existential threat. The Washington Times ran an editorial yesterday this morning, or show up this morning. I encourage everybody find it online. Um, it the headline of it is, of course, slavery is not my lane, and it is a recap of that testimony. And um, whoever wrote it pointed out that um, the guys who are the, the men and women who are slaves in Jingjiang and other places in China probably have a different theory of what an existential threat is. I guarantee you, climate is not at the top
0: of their list. Yeah, well, this goes back to energy poverty as well. This exactly. goes back to people uh, who still can't, you know, you can't have vaccines if there's no refrigeration.
1: John Kerry's, right? a, John I mean, Kerry's a terrible person. Yeah, He's just he a is. terrible person. He who is. says something like that? I don't care that they're slaves. I literally don't care.
0: Well, yeah, you have to understand, it's just that it doesn't work for people like me like the, the being bothered by these things i can i'm too focused on trying to save this planet of ours uh, we, let me ask you a if question we don't have a planet we can't even have slaves mike so what is your deal let me ask you Just a question chill out. This, this
1: is a serious question i had not thought about till our conversation which is worse the 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 um the intellectually challenged word salad um providers like secretary granholm or secretary Buttigieg or the truly morally leprous ones like John Kerry? Who's the worst?
0: (sighs) It's pretty close, but clearly John Kerry is a horrible person. There's just no getting around. I I still, two days on, I still can't believe he said it. I'm
1: just, I mean, and it wasn't like a one-off and it wasn't like he didn't think about it. This is a guy who was like, been in the Senate for whatever 12 years run for president been around Washington his whole life you know he was in the middle of a hearing they were on topic. it wasn't like he got ambushed coming out of the men's room or he something. Hasn't, it's not like he hasn't been doing this for a while either it it I, so um i I must be I must be um I must be getting old because I'm just I, it's shocking and it's shocking for me that no one's called for his resignation over it. I mean, I can't believe no one in the Republican caucus. I guess they've been busy with, you know,
0: tossing out Liz Cheney or whatever. I I had her on my list. You know, (laughs) to to do actually what they should be doing. I had her on my list, uh, but I want to finish up this climate stuff for a minute. Last piece that I found was from the Wall Street Journal in the opinion section, Mark Mills. Oh, he's dynamite. Mark Mills, a friend of ours, a friend of the organization, um, brilliant guy. Biden's not-so-clean energy transition. The International Energy Agency exposes the hidden environmental costs and infeasibility of going green. IEA, world's preeminent source of energy information for governments, has entered the political debate over whether the U.S. should spend trillions of dollars to accelerate the, ener- to accelerate the energy transition. Oh, by the way, if you enjoyed what happened in Texas, if you enjoyed what's been happening here in the, in the Northeast over the last few days, you love the green energy transition. Um, the IEA's 287-page report released this month, The Role of Critical Minerals in Clean Energy Transition, is devastating to those ambitions. Yeah. Everybody uh, should read that, by the way. The executive summary is like 15 pages. Quick read. Okay, a couple quick highlights. The IEA finds that with a global energy transition like the one President Biden envisions – Demand for key minerals such as lithium, graphite, nickel, and rare earth metals would explode, rising by 40%, percent 2,500%, 1,900%, and 700% respectively by 2040. The world doesn't have the capacity to meet such demand. As the IEA observes, albeit in cautious bureaucraties, there are no plans to fund and build the necessary mines and refineries. The supply of ETMs is entirely aspirational. And if it were pursued at the quantities dictated by the goals of the energy transition, the world would face daunting environmental, economic, and social challenges along with geopolitical risks. The IEA thing. That's a great report. And Mills does a good job summarizing it, right? Like always. Like, yeah. So guy, we're going to put the… That guy. A, Mills's piece in there, and then there are links to the IEA stuff from there. So, uh, okay, so gotta talk a little. Gotta talk a little. Just a little bit of COVID. Just a little. Just oh, a I short want to talk segment. a little bit about COVID. Oh, okay. All right. Usually, well, you you're like, yeah. And I, we so, actually have news on COVID. All uh, right. I got a couple. I got a couple clips from the Fauci hearing. Oh, they see this kind of stuff. All right, go ahead. I got one, a spar with Rand Paul. This seems uh, to be a, a yeah. What is it with those two guys? Deal. Seriously, okay, so get a room. This is on gain-of-function research, uh, which, of course, is what uh, a lot of people uh, are speculating might have taken place in the Wuhan lab. Uh, so here's the little spar session between Fauci and Rand Paul. Ready?
3: Entire- entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain of function research in the Wuhan Institute do they fund of dr barrett we do not fund do you fund gain- dr barrett's gain of function research D- dr barrett does not doing gain of function research and if it is it's according to the guidelines and it is being conducted in north carolina not you don't think inserting in a bad virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain-of-function? That you is not... You in the minority because at least 200 scientists have signed a statement from the Cambridge Working yeah. Group saying that it is gain-of-function. Well, it is not. And if you look at the grant and you look at the uh, progress reports, it is not gain-of-function, despite the fact that people tweet that so They're do you right still about support it? sending money to the Wuhan Virology Institute? We do not send money now to the Wuhan to, uh, do Virology Institute. Do you support sending money? We did, under your tutelage. We were sending it through EcoHealth. It was a subagency uh, uh, and a subgrant. Do you support the money from NIH that was going to the Wuhan Institute? Let me explain to you why that was done. The SARS-CoV-1 originated in bats in China. It would have been irresponsible of us if we did not investigate the bat viruses and the serology to see who might have been or, infected Or perhaps it would be China. responsible to send it to the Chinese government that we may not be able to trust with this uh, knowledge and with this uh, incredibly dangerous viruses government scientists like yourself who favor gain of function research I don't favor I gain, of gain of function research, research in China you are, are saying things naturally. that are not correct
0: ah this is an uh, this has been a, an ongoing battle i wonder why they keep putting these two together on a on a, on a panel like uh, with, it's it's just, what stop a, bringing them up seriously stop, stop like bringing them up
1: angry men angry old men trying to return soup at a deli but the
0: thing is is that we would not be having this conversation if we had any any remote level of transparency out of China on this whole thing.
1: Yeah, well. And I mean, so what
0: else is he going to do,
1: right? Well, yeah, I
0: mean, it's, it's, it is it's
1: what it is, right? I, I What I don't understand about Senator Paul, what I've never understood about Senator Paul is he just doesn't – he's not like most other people who gets an answer and says, okay, well, you know, I don't
0: like it, but okay. He always wants a different answer. Yeah, well, uh, this has been an ongoing battle between these two. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change. It's not gonna change.
1: I mean, eventually one of them's gonna die, and then it'll be so, over.
0: <laughs> so good news coming out of the CDC. Uh, whatever do you mean? Indoor masks, outdoor masks too. Indoor masks now are, are gonna be uh, no longer required. I, I thought it was I, I thought I, it was kind of kinda of interesting timing on that, don't you think? Yeah,
1: well obviously it was it hmm. was it was they wanted to switch the topic from colonial
0: in Israel to the mask thing,
1: right? But um I,
0: a week ago, two weeks ago, it was like if we're lucky we can have barbecues on the fourth of July if you'll yeah. all just do your Patreon. You know, the good duty.
1: thing is I was always feeling lucky about having a barbecue <laughs> on the fourth of July. Um, yeah. I mean, I, can I? here's my take on the CDC's announcement. Vaccines work. Uh, they might as well just put out a press release that, said, hey, so it turns out the vaccines work. And that means that all of you chuckleheads who are vaccinated, you can't get sick. So take your mask off. And all you chuckleheads who don't want a vaccine and don't care about it, you take your mask off too, because you can't infect other people who are vaccinated. It it's, I was stunned by both the timing of it and the
0: banality of it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that the 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 folks that have bought off on this do not believe it. They don't believe it anymore. I know. Like it's I the know, opposite. The Twitter, the Twitter thing was the Twitter. The Twitter thing was classic I have, I yesterday. Have familial anecdotes about it. Like, oh, I'm i the, I'm not taking my mask off.
1: Uh, okay, like, don't. Okay, good luck. Good Who's luck asking have fun you with to, that?
0: What you know? What it really so, was about.
1: What it really was about. It really was about companies and legal liabilities. Now companies can reopen without a legal liability because right. they could say CDC right. says
0: that's that. McConnell doesn't need his liability anymore. Yeah, right? Which exactly. was the quote-unquote hold, you know sticky point, uh, uh, right? I see that. eye yeah, roll. Yeah. You know. it was, yeah. It, it, um, it, so know,
1: anytime anybody says, "Yeah, we're going to get liability protection," you know, like in what planet are we going to get? So liability one more
0: protection? Res- one more response from Fauci from the hearing. Uh, on the prospect of of returning to normalcy, you, brother. just a real quick, quick, uh, quick one here. Here we go.
3: I'd say even if you live alone, I would wear a mask in the house, especially in the shower, because frankly, droplets <laughs> can make the way through the drain and come up through somebody else's toilet, infecting them with COVID through the anus. Uh, ballpark. In two to five to 20 years, we can start thinking about (laughs) considering the idea of pondering the thought of conceptualizing the possibility of maybe perhaps reopening, but probably not. I would avoid having any fun whatsoever in the near to far future.
1: So, so, so somebody, somebody did a survey of epidemiologists, and it turns out that none of them would do anything that they've said that like, we could do, right? So it turns out epidemiologists, not surprisingly, are much more conservative than um, other human beings and even more conservative than their own advice to people. And I thought that's tremendously interesting. Um, The other thing that struck me is now that this thing is over, right, and that's essentially what the CDC announcement was, this thing's over. Um, um, Because now nobody can really legally, you know, there's no legal basis anymore for mask mandates or for businesses to require you to wear masks. I I mean, it'll take 30 days to wind down, but it's going to be, it's over. Um, I'm very interested to see, there was a story in the New York Times about now comes the cancer wave. Because everyone who hasn't been to a doctor in the last fifteen months get cancer diagnosis is going to show up and um, show up and be, and be prematurely uh, have premature mortality across a range of of outcomes, right? And I've always said this: I want a five year rolling average. Five years down the road, I want to see what our rolling average of of um, deaths are from all causes. I'm willing to bet you that the five year average that includes 19, 20, and twenty one is no different than the previous five-year average or the following five-year average, Um, because all we've done is move deaths from one category to another. And that's a a terrible thing to say. And it's a terrible answer, because what it means is the lockdowns were essentially pointless and may have been deleterious. And that's, can't say that yet, but we're going to ultimately have to say it. And that's the statistic that, you know, it's a macro statistic. Nobody's going to be able to fidget with it. It's just, here's our all-cause deaths. Same, same,
0: same across five, five, and five. Yeah, one thing that uh, I'll just add to that is that um, I don't think that we'll, – I don't think people realize during this whole thing how skewed they have uh, – Mid, like adjusted their, their thinking and their lifestyles about mitigating risk.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, God it's, almighty. it's just, it's astounding to me. Right. And I was, I was very nervous and very afraid in the beginning. There was, there was some, this was something that, you know, we had no idea, right. What was, yeah, how it was happening. So we had to just assume that anything we did was risk was a risk. But as we learn more, you, you adjust, Yeah, man. Right. And it's like, well, if, if we, don't, if we don't vaccinate, you know, our kids, how, how's this going to like, how, how are they going to be able to, I mean, what if they transfer it to, you know, somebody else and this and that, and well, will they'll have, they'll have to wear a mask and da-da-da-da. I'm like, if you drive, if you drive them to an activity, you're assuming a risk. You don't even think twice about that. That's right. That's right, and that's what's, that. That is what has skewed this whole this whole thing. It's it's ter- it's created a really strange Why? phenomenon.
1: What worries me? What worries me about it? Like I said, I, I think I think what we're going to find is all cause deaths are the same across five years. Um, you know what worries me is that we're going to have some pop- portion of the population that's going to be terrified for the rest of their lives then i don't know whether it's 2% or 10% or 15% but they're always going to wear masks and they're never going to want to shake hands and they're never going to want to go to work and they're never going to go to movie theaters um so you're going to have it, a percentage
0: within that percentage who uses that as an excuse to, yeah, to, I know,
1: to do, you to know, not
0: do all of those i'm things.
1: okay look i'm 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 partly sociopathic myself so i'm perfectly comfortable with that um but this thing has has um driven some people towards that. And that's unfortunate, right? And and I think every family, not my family, but most families have people that, you know, they're going to say, oh, yeah, you know, Aunt, Aunt Susie's never coming back to a family reunion. And of course, in my family. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Their, their outcomes.
0: Don't say it. <laughs> might be better if Aunt Susie didn't come back to the family reunion, but no, everyone's going to show up. All uh, right. Do you want to talk Liz Cheney or what? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. What the hell? We've we we we've insulted the, everybody else. Let's go to that. The, the H- House uh, Republicans ousted Liz Cheney from the- purge. Tom. She purged, purged. She purged. Ousted, She's been sent sent to Siberia. Purged. Uh, from the, quote-unquote, leadership uh, as the head of the Republican Study Committee. Conference. Oh, the H- House conference. Republican Conference. So Charge I, a I, I, messaging. I get, I, get, I get confused. Pay attention. Would you please? Yeah. Um, to be replaced by somebody to be named later. Uh, oh, no, no. They voted this morning. It's at least it's Elise Stefanik. They voted oh, this they morning for Elise this Stefanik, morning. and okay. it was about 135 to 50, I think. Okay. So so uh, we talked a little bit about the I'm, – I'm trying to use a delicate word here – the madness of Kevin McCarthy. So Dithering, I think, is what, a good word. What why now? Why now? Why so long? Why didn't you just cut the cord early on?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I you think know, I they think, had the, yeah. the
0: you know. Yeah, let's let's
1: put the most
0: let's put the most pop positive
1: spin on it and say two months ago when they had the first vote, right? There was there was a a, a solid argument that you know she wasn't wrong. You know, that the the president may have um been guilty of something, right? Um and that's still a possibility, right? The thing is, is that in the intervening two months, she hasn't shut up about it. She just keeps talking about it. Now, the interesting thing in the media is they keep saying she's getting purged because she she lost her leadership post because she – got to stop using the word purge. She lost her leadership post because she believes the president was partially responsible for January 6th. That is not why she lost her leadership post. She lost her leadership post because she was incapable – of delivering the messages that the Republicans needed and wanted delivered, mostly which focused on what a train wreck the Biden administration is becoming, right? Um, If your messaging person can't do the job, you usually hire another messaging person. Um, And that's what happened here. It's no more complicated than that. Everybody wants to make it sound like it's some incredibly titanic
0: struggle for the soul of the party and blah, 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 blah. Everybody who would like to perpetuate that narrative.
1: Well, the media – see that – that includes the media. Well, it includes. Let me – forget includes. It 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 totally consists of – they want to talk about Trump. The, and McCarthy and Cheney, good, and they don't want to talk about inflation the and good gas prices and
0: The good news about all of this is that – There's good news? Yes, it there is. that And no, no amount of covering up for the Democratic Party by the media and no amount of tarnishing the Republican Party by the media yeah, is going to co- gloss over the fact that the Democrats are – in complete and utter disarray, man, not yet, they're just in complete we <laughs> need another week before we add that second aspect and, and their agenda is why is increasingly recognized yeah, as not yeah, popular man. yeah man it, it it this is a this is a completely Washington story, yes, nobody cares about it, yes, I barely care about it yes and it it isn't going to bode well for the Democrats. In the midterms, I'm starting to uh, agree with you and maybe they'll have some a few good weeks here and there, kind of like the Yankees, like barely squeaking out a a victory against Tampa Bay. But um, it isn't the trend line is not good for the Democrats right now. It's not good in spite of all what they want to say about the Republicans and all the problems that the Republicans have. Once again, the Republicans aren't going to save them. Yeah, man. From themselves. That's right. The Democrats are going to save them. That's right. It, and that has been the pattern for the last, in the 2000s at least. It's been a pattern for a long time, right?
1: The um, the parties save each other, right? You know, somebody gets in charge and they crumble and somebody gets in charge and they crumble. This inflation thing is, a se- there's two real serious problems, right? Inflation's going to be a real serious problem because once it starts to gnaw away at your economic foundations, it gnaws away at it and reduces everybody's purchasing power right you know you i was alive and uh old enough to know how bad it was in the late 70s right um with jimmy carter right I was, i was not fully aware of it but I, w- I knew how bad it was right that paychecks remain stagnant prices go up right doesn't take a genius to figure out what happens um It's just really bad, and we're on the front edge of it. And then the weakness is bad, too, right? And you see we're on the front edge of that, right? People just are not at all afraid of anything we're going to do. And this Liz Cheney, Elise Stefanik, I could walk out and pick any hundred people on the street, the first hundred we met. And ask, them, <laughs> and, they and they'd be like, who? "Who? What? What the hell?
0: I thought that guy was dead."
1: Right? They, they, <laughs> they wouldn't. Right? They wouldn't
0: care. Yeah. So absolutely.
1: So, I, it, and I know everybody wants to talk about Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I mean, the media. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. dude. It, this is nothing to do with him.
0: Not not thing one. Okay, so um, our devout Catholic president, Joe Biden, devout yeah, devout Catholic president. Yeah, man, he's got Joe a rosary. Biden. He's got a rosary in his pocket. Uh, issued uh, uh, a speech on the National Day of, <laughs> Day of, Day Prayer, of Prayer proclamation.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, his proclamation included anecdotes to racial justice and climate change, but failed to mention a one word. God. God, yeah, that's funny. You know, it would have been worse if you— On had... this National Day of Prayer, we unite with purpose and resolve and recommit ourselves. To what? To the core freedoms that help define and guide our nation from its earliest days.
1: Man, I hadn't read this whole thing.
0: Is that all of it? You got more of it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to read it. Oh, no, 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 read No, leave. I'm not going to read oh, it. I man. Just, I'm going to— uh... Okay, so
1: at least read the last sentence. Usually, because in the last sentence, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to say something bad here, so just hold on. As someone who's written these things, usually the last sentence is a is a knit up and and restatement of okay, the thing. Okay, I can you keep know going, therefore but... we call upon God, um, you know, and our our Almighty Father to protect, no, and preserve these no. United I States. I mean, I'll
0: I'll throw in the, I'll throw in the, from the WhiteHouse.gov. It, it, there's not one, it does not show up once at all.
1: It, it's okay. So. The Easter message managed to get on through without mentioning the
0: resurrection, <laughs> right? So we're on a roll.
2: <laughs>
1: At least he's consistent, well, I guess that's the, I don't get this. You have an Easter message. it doesn't include either mention of Christ or God or the resurrection,
0: and everybody throws rocks at you. You think the National Day of Prayer the next you they think can't do it you, they can't. You, because they got the ESG crowd right in the speeches, man. Yeah, they, they do, but at somebody in somebody in the secretariat, right um, somebody in the
1: executive secretariat must. There are four or five people down here. They see all the traffic. They see everything the president, you know, uh, writes, all the proclamations, all the legislation, everything. Somebody in that crowd must have been like they must have tacked a note to their wall saying, "Next time, mention God," and they didn't this time either. It, it, like I said, I I have high respect for these guys, but I'm starting to wonder about them.
0: Yeah, it's almost like when if you read through it, it's like it, it's awkward because it's hard not to use the word god in a, it's like you have to write a, around you it have write you have to write around, around it who are you praying to yeah so uh interestingly uh, enough I, you know
1: I, I, especially since it like was almost contemporaneous with the ascension right you know um which is a harbinger of the coming of the holy ghost right pentecost and and you're just like you, how do you mention prayer without god when you're right on top of like the festival of the holy ghost you guys are hopeless
0: but he's a devout Catholic like so. That's right. He carries his rosary in his pocket. Oh so. yeah yeah. All right, I am fresh out. I'm tapped. What do you got to close this baby up? I got one more thing, right? Um then and then and, and we'll button it up. Um I'm going to write this
1: for next week in the column, but I want I want to give a preview. For a bunch of different reasons, physical, physical, financial, um logistical, operational, and legal. And now believe the president of the United States, Mr. Trump, um, the former president of the United States, Mr. Trump, is not going to run in 2024. So we are now live in these primaries. And you already know that I think we've hit peak Biden. So we're going to be live on both sides. That's something to look forward to. That's something I'm excited about. That and the five-year rolling average of all deaths in, you know, in the next couple of years. I don't know if you're going to be excited about that. I'm excited about that because so, it's going to be a great data point. Yes. And we're going to use it to, to whack people over the
0: head with. Meanwhile... No masks, so you know. Well, no, that's not necessarily the case. Oh,
1: and unless you're going to jails or
0: hospitals. Because, or something. No, 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 because uh, it, you know, as in this, as in the case with Maryland, whenever the governor declares something, the county commissioner in Montgomery County uh, says, "Oh, yeah, uh, actually, we're not doing that." Well, DC so, runs. Out, DC runs out on May 20, right? I think so. They man. do. They're really they're going to be out of excuses here pretty soon, right? So yes. All right. And there's a great new restaurant across the street. Cheesecake just Factory. In time. Cheesecake
1: Factory. No, no, not that. Uh, that's Don, where all the Dof- White House people Dof- go. Dof- yeah, no, not that. Really?
0: Yeah, there was a big article about
1: it. I know. It was funny. All, all the White House meeting. Um, Dauphine's.
0: Yeah, Dauphine's. I'm it looking looks, forward to it. It looks good. Yes. It looks I'm excited it's about it. a nice do- little outdoor seating area. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to have my martini. Let me ask you a question. How
1: how often have you ever heard me be excited about a restaurant opening? <laughs> I
0: know that's true. Never. That is a that
1: is a result of Never. the pandemic, right there. I think it just looks cool. It looks yeah. it looks bitching with the outdoor area, and I know you're going to sit there and eat your oysters and hold yeah, court, ladies and gentlemen. If you're looking for Tom, all Pyle, the
0: reporters, if you want to get some FaceTime with me, going. We didn't forward. say anything
1: nice about any reporter on this on this journey to today.
0: It doesn't necessarily have to happen
1: every week. I can't think of any any
0: reporter I want to say anything nice about. To be honest with you. All right. Well, I don't have a clip of the day. Uh, I I blew it on the Fauci response. <laughs> 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 so, which of course was a parody, but I just it, think it's, it's really probably, telling. It was so, probably yeah. So with that, I will we will sign off for this week. It's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful week.
1: Namaste.